I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. From the top to the bottom, I was raised to be solid. Really, at every angle, I ain't worried about the audit. Never see the hate, tunnel vision on the profit. Boss moves if I want it, best believe I cops it. Team so tough, moving silence like the mafia. Trying to get the form whip, probably name it Claudia. Wife rocking Tiffany, that's just another day to me. I be living lavish, that's why these haters be hating me. Stronger than I ever been, never break, never been. God first, family second, money is like next again. So if you come in for me, pull the trigger, guard and shoot. Kevlar mindset, lifestyle bulletproof. Bulletproof, built tougher than your average. Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package. Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof, built tougher than your average. Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package. Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof. What's up, everybody? You're on the Bulletproof Mafia, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, are you scared yet? So, Several things were com- coming to mind when I was thinking about this podcast, when I was going to talk about how I was going to present it and how I was going to build to it and what the conversation would sound like. But I want to tell you uh, first, I almost named this podcast, Will You Wrestle the Lion? And there's a story in the Bible about um, one of the King's guards. And I, I'm terrible because I didn't write down the name of the guy I listened to it this morning on in an audio book that I was listening to and which kind of inspired this conversation a little bit. But, um, but essentially do goes into a cave where there's this lion and they know that the lion's in there and, and, and he lives like he, he kills the lion comes out and he's like, they like he's known for this. It makes him famous. And he goes on and, and rises to a position that he wants inside of, you know, he becomes the protector of King David and so many other things inside of the Bible. But anyway, the story was told around the pretense of like, are you willing to wrestle your lion? And then I started to think about, man, you know, this is such a good conversation because when we think about what that means, like when, when I heard this and I was thinking about what, what is the message that, that this author is trying to get across in this book? I was, I was running, uh, just ran a couple miles this morning. And while I was running, I was listening to this and, and, it, and I shut it off at one point and just began to think about, okay, what is the message here? What am I trying to get from this? And, and what was crazy was I started to reflect on several things recently. And so uh, a, a good friend of mine, somebody that I cross with, CrossFit with, her name's Lauren with the Lifestyle Boutique. She's a, a cool girl, um, like really a great person and an entrepreneur. But she recently went, and I think I might butcher this, I think she was in South America, South America, South Africa. She was somewhere south and far and foreign. And um, anyway, so on her Instagram, her and her husband, um, they they did this great, big, huge cliff dive. Bungee cord attached to her. And she's on the edge here. I'm going to clown on her a little bit, right? Like if you could see this video, she gets up to the edge and she's freaking out. She's at the edge of this cliff. And this isn't a little cliff. And this isn't a little bungee cord. Like I'm talking about um, 150, 200 foot fall here. And if anything went wrong, death. Like that's the only option. And she's at the edge of the cliff and she's literally like shaking from fear. 
Now, luckily, I know her well enough that this video wasn't posted to show her chicken out. I knew that her husband wouldn't have posted it if if she didn't go through with it. But it showed 30, 45 seconds of her like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. And then she just like bit down and did it. Jumped. What's funny is she jumped and for a second you didn't hear anything. And then a second later you hear this like wicked scream and and she, it was super hilarious, the scream that came out of this girl. Because if you ever talk to her, like, she's tough. Like, she, first of all, she's stronger than me. She's a beast, uh, incredibly awesome person. But she screamed like a little, like a frail little girl. Like, it was a death scream. And it should have been. It was a far fall. But I got to thinking about how so many of you have this, this thing. And, and, and I started to think about my peer group this morning as I was running and, and I started to think about my clients. I started to think about my customers. I started to think about you guys. And I started to think about how many people lined up right behind Lauren would take the chicken exit. How many people like this is for recreation. This isn't a character building exercise, but even if it was, how many people would get to the edge and freak out? How many people would like, you would hear the dialogue that we heard with Lauren when she was on the edge of that cliff where it's like, okay, hands shaking, like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, okay, I can do this, I can do this, and you hear people in the background, coach, like, I'm mixing the reality of the story with, so in this situation, the, the guys who, who had, like, buckled her in and hooked her up, they're encouraging her, her husband's encouraging her, everybody's there, like, cheering her on, rallying around her, and how many people in our lives have we been in that situation, where everything's teed up, everything's perfect. The only thing that they have to do to win is to jump. But they take the chicken exit. And how many people would line up behind Lauren and take the chicken exit? Now, they would say things like, well, I'm afraid of heights. You just don't understand. Well, I weigh too much or I don't weigh enough. Or, you know, you just, I, I handle gravity different than, than most people. Whatever, like, cockamamie bullshit story that they would tell you, to make an excuse not to do what Lauren went ahead and did, and that's just jump. Regardless of how loud she screamed on the way down, her, by the way, screams turn into hysterical laughter, and it's an experience that she was so proud to come. When, we, when I seen her after she got back, um, she was so proud to share this moment, and she should have been. It was awesome. But how many of us would chicken out? How many of us, how many of us in our lifetimes have chicken out? How many of us don't pursue the dreams of our heart because we're afraid to wrestle the lion? We get encased and embraced by fear. Like I purposefully, when I begin internally to feel comfortable, I build something new. And I'll start building things that don't make a lot of sense to people and I'll head down paths until... The door shuts and I don't continue to build and beat down the door, but I take that risk. And sometimes I'll abandon a project and people will look at me kind of cross. I like what happened there. And I'll just kind of shrug it off like you don't understand my modality. My modality is, is that if I'm not creating, then I get in the habit of feeling comfortable. And I know that next to comfort sets in fear. When you rely on this word of comfort and security, these in my mind are bad words. Now, it doesn't mean that I have this keyed up ignorance. 
It's not that I take chances on shit that doesn't make sense. What it does mean is that I intentionally position myself to take calculated strategic risks with a very defined goal as an end game. And the end game is simple. My end game isn't to do anything other than to protect myself from the fear of fear. To me, the thing that scares me the most is to be afraid to step into the lion's den. Would be afraid to jump. Does that mean that I don't experience the emotion of fear? No, absolutely I do. I don't ever acknowledge it. I don't ever give it a voice. I don't ever admit to the people around me that I'm scared. Because to me, you get to decide internally what you feed. And I had breakfast this week with a young man. And, and, and this guy, he's inside of 12 months of buying not only his first rental property, but he's already bought his second one and he wants to, but in the next 12 months to own four, like he's got a mission and a plan. By the time I'm 35, I want to have a hundred percent of eight properties paid off. This is what my net income will be. And this is how I'll live. And I gave him a little bit of pushback and I said, yeah, but look, here's the thing. What's wrong with your strategy his strategy is by the time I'm 35, I want to have eight rental properties completely paid for. And I want X number of dollars coming in. At the end of the day, it's going to equate to about $70,000 a year of income after his expenses. Super impressive. But I said, what's the purpose of having them paid for? What, what's the value in having eight rental properties paid for? Those people, eight people get up and go to work for you every single day. My mind is, why not leverage those eight properties to buy eight more or 24 more? Why not have 24 instead of eight? So what, you cannot work? And I poked at him a little bit. Like, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And I was almost contrary just because I wanted him to think. I wanted him to twist his perspective just a hair and get really real with himself. Are you truly going to retire when you're 35, 36, 37, 38? Probably not. Your life's probably going to change. Your needs for living expenses are going to increase. As you have more available capital, you'll get sick of living like a pauper. You'll want nicer things. So what's really the reason and why this is a strategy? Are you passionate about real estate or, well, no, at the end of the day, he wasn't passionate about real estate. It's a means to an end for him. It's a vehicle. Cool. You can use vehicles that you're not crazy passionate about to get ahead. And the reason I'm sharing this little nugget of this story with this guy is I'm so proud of him because his name's Heath. He's, he's a really cool guy, young guy in his 20s. Um, Heath circled back around to me the next time I seen him and he said, you know, I really thought a lot about our conversation. And I think at the end of the day, like the reason that I'm not going out on my own and the reason that I'm doing this real estate thing is because I'm just not comfortable yet to take that first step, to take that leap. To wrestle that lion. And I guess I want to give you permission to be scared. And I want to give you permission to say, hey, look. Now's not the time for me yet. And that's okay. You don't have to go out and take an abundant amount of risk right now. You don't have to go wrestle the biggest damn lion you can find. But have you ever even wrestled a squirrel? A cat? Like, like think about it. Is there something that you can do that will put you outside of your comfort zone? 
something that you can do that'll stretch the bounds of, of how you will exercise this muscle that someday you might want to use. And you're listening to this podcast. Why? Because you like my winning personality? Probably not. You're probably listening to it because there's, you're, you're hunting. You're looking for a nugget, a crumb, a fall off, a something that'll guide you to a point that you can hit that level of success that maybe I have or that maybe I haven't yet. The voice that you have inside of you that's driving you to be big, that's driving you to be impactful, that's driving you to add value, that's driving you to scale and grow and create and produce and lead. All of these things that are lining up one after the other after the other inside of you, that bubbling, that boiling, it's on purpose and it's your calling. And there's like we've talked about, if you haven't listened to this episode, go back and listen to the voice. Because internally, I've already acknowledged that, look, I have two voices. I have this voice inside of me that screams, I want you to live the best version of your life. Listen, this is what you're supposed to do. Right now, in this moment, this is what you're supposed to do. You think, some people are so simple in that they think about, well, I want to do this. You don't want to do it. It's, 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 it's like this is your calling. That little supercomputer between your ears that has been recording your entire life from your very first breath and it'll continue to record until your very last has has calculated everything, interests, values, personal situation, personal perspective, the people around you, your network, it's all inside of your head. And that want that you have, that thought that you have, that idea that you have is an accumulation of your personal supercomputer saying, hey, pal, this is the way that you're going to succeed in the marketplace. Take that risk. Could it, could there be a miscalculation? Could it not work? Absolutely. Are there things you could do to hedge your bets in your favor? 100%. I had a guy, he approached me this week with this really great invention and that this idea that he had, and he had lined up a lot of different pieces. Now he incompetence asked me not to share. I'm not going to do that, but here's what I'm going to tell you. It's a really rock solid idea. But he could hedge his bets in his favor. He could build out a website. He could build out a funnel. He could set up a Stripe account. Stripe, it's a, pro- a payment processor. He could he could um, jump on Facebook, create a Facebook account, drive some ads, get some creative, put it out there. See if he can get somebody to convert on a website to a product that doesn't even exist yet. Why spend the 50, 60, 70, $80,000 on tooling and manufacturing and first runs and going through the R&D if... You can't sell the product. Why not invest in the retail leg to see if anybody will actually buy it before you spend any money on it itself? That's hedging your bet. That takes a potential $80,000 investment and turns it into $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 tops. Or you can just spend a lot of time over the next 60, 90 days on YouTube or Google or wherever you need to to figure out how to build a little website how inside of WordPress or inside of ClickFunnels, how to drive traffic through Facebook marketing. There are lots of classes and coaches out there on that subject, how to pixel, how to retarget, how to like, it's all out there for you if you have the time to do it. If you don't have money, you need time. Because everything's very cheap and it's accessible. The internet serves you anything you want. Just go to it and ask. Your mind does the same thing. Your mind's been serving you ideas that you can execute in the marketplace if you'll listen. But then there's this other voice. There's this other voice inside of you that's fearful. And this voice will do things like, like 
in my opinion, this guy was doing a little bit. He never asked me for capital, so I don't want to misrepresent it, but there's a hunt for a partner with experience, maybe a partner with capital and experience. There's a hunt for somebody else who, who's going to bridge a gap, who's going to make you feel more solid when you walk out onto the ice of this particular project. But the same's true across the board. The, the young man who wants to invest in real estate, and I say, why not have 25 houses instead of yours? Because then you have 25 people who are getting up every single day and going to work to pay their rent, to build your net worth, or you can stick with eight, which is better. Why make less passive income if I have 25 doing it versus eight? Yeah, you're right. But passive income isn't you generating and building wealth. Taking all 25 of those payments and paying off the mortgages on those 25 properties is building true expanded wealth. And as soon as you get enough volume inside of that portfolio to leverage to buy another property, do it again. And, and, and look, the, the first two, three, four will take you a year. Like, for example, I have one property. I, everything I make, I pour back into it. Every, I'm working my job. I'm, I'm throwing my extra money in that one. And then the next one. The next one might, now you've got two properties. The next one might take 18 months before you get the third one. The next one might take 36 months b b before you get the fifth one. But then all of a sudden, your sixth one comes in a year. Your seventh one comes in 11 months. Your eighth one comes in 10 months, nine months, eight months. And before long, you're, you have enough income coming in that you, if you can find the properties, could add a property every 60, 90 days and then sometimes quicker. And then all of a sudden, you wait 12 months and you buy a multi-unit building. You see what's happening here? House, 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 hotel. But if he's got this voice inside of him calling him to do this, look, some things you need to do. Seek wise counsel. Listen to them. And the biggest thing that you can do is ignore the voice that tells you well, what if you fail? Ooh, I don't know. We're not ready. Let's wait a few more months. Let's wait a few more years. If I've got to wait for this to happen before I can do that. This is that other voice inside of you. The one that's going to starve you out. It's the voice that you will regret when you're laying on your deathbed. It's the voice that will try to console you and say, that's okay. It just, you lived your best life. It's all right. While that voice that was there screaming, this could be your life, is sitting in some dark corner of your mind just shaking its head. Fear will either grip you and freeze you in the spot you're in, or it will fuel you to get as far away as fast as possible. It'll be the fuel that drives 18-hour workdays. It'll be the fuel that takes this story that you're not organized or you're not good with lists or you're not a taskmaster and it'll crush them because the necessity to succeed will outweigh the stories that are holding you back. Your ability to win in this lifetime is directly proportionate to your ability to control fear, to be like Lauren and not just walk up to the edge even though you're visibly scared but to bite the shit out of that bullet and just leap. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in those mentors who are standing there encouraging you. And if you don't have them, go find them. Have faith in your ability and your skills. And also just have faith in the fear. Have faith that that fear will fuel you. You see what some people do when they get really, really scared is they shut down. 
when I get really, really scared, I work harder. I dig in deeper. Like an 18 hour day, I'm like, damn it. Why is there not more day? I need more day. I've got more stuff to do. My wife will ask me sometimes, how, how do you survive on five hours of sleep? Like, look, I, I've been alive long enough to know that I like seven hours of sleep. That's where I'm comfortable. Go to bed at 10, wake up at 5. Sometimes I'll go to bed at 10.30 and I'll be up at 4.30. Sometimes I'll go to bed at, at, at 11 and I'll get up at 5 still or 5.30. That's kind of my little windows there, 9.30 to 11 and 4.30 to uh, 5.45. That's the window of wake up. But sometimes I'll live on four or five hours of sleep for a week or two at a time. And, and, and I never tell anybody, well, I'm working like this right now because I'm scared. I don't give that voice the power of that statement. Instead, what I do is say, I just have a lot to do. I want to win. This is my job. I'm a grinder. I'm a hustler. And I will out-hustle the fear. I'll take that fear, that feeling, that that uncomfortable unsettling that's inside of me and I'll wad that shit up and throw it in the furnace of my future and I will burn it. And I will use that force, that power, that steam to push full steam ahead into my future. It's not coincidence. It's not luck. It's just that fear has an effect on you and you get to determine what it is. You get to decide inside of the den if you're going to wrestle the lion and kill it or if you're going to let it consume you and kill you. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to die. But the best version of your life is the people that you want to impact with your wealth will never feel that impact. Your children won't get to live the best version of their life. You don't get to live the best version of your life. Every single person who knows you suffers a little bit because you didn't listen to the calling that was on your heart. And I was so proud of that kid when he came to me and he said, I just recognized that I'm not ready yet. I love that self-awareness. Because you might be standing at the edge of the cliff and think, I'm just not ready to jump yet. And that's cool. It's not your time yet. Because that best life voice, if you can tune in and really get a good feel for what's what, and you can get super freaking clear about why now is not the right time, it can be good. Patience can be a virtue. Strategy, planning, preparing, but you just have to be moving forward. You can't let that fear, you can't, you can't be a bullshitter and live in self-deception and say, I'm not moving ahead because I'm, because X, Y, Z. But when you're, when you look in the mirror and it's just you and you in the room, knowing that actually I'm just scared. That doesn't go away. The fear just shifts. The more you have, the more you fear losing it. The more, the more you make, the more obligation you feel to keep it up or to accelerate or to increase or to exceed. You will always, at absolutely every level of the game, have a new level of fear that attacks you. Your ability to use that fear as fuel or use that fear as freeze is all on you.
I think you get it. Are you scared yet? You don't have to be. And if you are, you can use it for a much better outcome than you want. You, hell, you can use it for any outcome you want. Savvy? I'm the captain of the ship. You just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof.